we're going to dig into a really fun topic today. This is probably one of my top five questions that I get asked all the time by government contractors. They always say, Mike, how can I reach contracting officers? I'm having a problem reaching contracting officers. I can't figure out how to get them to pick up the phone, how to get them to answer my emails, that sort of thing. So today we are going to dive in and talk about 11 ways that you can reach a contracting officer. Now, the first couple of them are a little bit obvious, but I want to to talk about some nuances about them. And then as we go, it gets a little more creative down the line here. But the first thing that I want to mention here is I think it's really important. And this is the step that everybody misses. It's really, really important for you to actually do your homework. You can go in blind to these conversations and you can get somewhere. I've done that before. I've gone in and said, look, I'm brand new to this. I don't know a whole lot about this, uh, working with your agency or anything like that. Could you please help me answer a few questions? A lot of people like that. But here's the challenge with that approach. Contracting officers are getting busier and busier. Guess what that means? They have less time for you. And when they have less time for you, they have less time to answer multiple questions. You've got to come in with a specific question that shows you've done your homework and you are prepared to not waste their time. That's a big deal for them. And so do your homework, whether it's going looking at their forecasts, going looking at their website, even going looking in USA Spending or SAM.gov and learning about some of the contract opportunities that they have worked on before you make that blind phone call to them. When I'm doing my research and I'm pulling in the SAM.gov data, I very quickly know exactly who my top contracting officers are at every Every single agency. The top ones, the top two, three, four, whichever ones that I need to talk to, I don't waste the time of other people that I don't need to talk to. So I don't call all 12 contracting officers at a location just because they're there. I call the top ones. I start there and focus on them. And I make sure they have actually closed contracts in this realm. I don't just look up a list of contracting officers and blindly call and say, hey, I was wondering if you buy cybersecurity services. No. I buy, I don't know, pianos or toilet paper. Okay, well, do you know who does that? Don't waste their time with questions like that. Go in and know that, hey, based on the reports you've pulled, this person is buying the services or products that you are trying to sell. So do your homework. That's a really, really big deal. Let's start off with some of the obvious ones. The first one is the phone. The phone is a really simple one that a lot of people can use. The challenge for a lot of folks is you're going to get a voicemail. What are you leaving in that voicemail? If you leave a 10 minute message in your voicemail, you're not getting a call back. If you over introduce yourself like, Hey, this is Michael Lejeune. I'm with ABC company. We sell cybersecurity services. And I was looking to get with you. And you're like minutes into this thing before you even ask your question. When I call somebody and leave a message, I just simply say, Hey, Barbara, this is Mike Lejeune. I had a really quick question for you about ABC. When you get a chance, please give me a call back. Here's my number. I'll shoot you a follow-up email. If it's easier for you to answer via email, that's perfectly fine. Thank you so much. And that's it. Super, super simple, direct and to the point. I haven't told her what I do. I haven't told her I'm a veteran-owned business. I haven't told her what my NAICS codes are or any of those kind of things. I got right to the point about a specific question that I had in my voicemail. And that's more likely to get returned, whether it's through the voicemail or through an email, than one of these really long messages that you have. Now, you might get somebody to answer the phone, You might not, but look, here's the deal. If they don't answer on the first try, 
guess what you should do? Call again. If they don't answer on that one, you should call again. I call people as many as 20 times over a reasonable period of time, say over a week or two. I may not leave a voicemail the first half a dozen times I call. I may only start leaving voicemails after I've called six or seven times and I've gotten nowhere with that. So that's the phone. Are you struggling to figure out how to get to the next level? If so, I want to encourage you to reach out to me. There's a link in the description for this podcast where you can actually click on that link and grab a time on my calendar. We'll set aside 30 minutes, talk about your business. I'll give you some tips and strategies to help you get to that next level. And if it makes sense and you want to talk about coaching, I could talk about some of those coaching options as well. So click the link in the description and I look forward to meeting you one-on-one for your strategy session. Now let's get back into this episode. The next one is email. Again, it's an obvious one, but if you go back to the example that I gave in the phone message there, that's the sort of emails that I'll send to somebody. It's very quick to the point. I've got a quick question about something specific and that's the thing that I'm asking for. I'm not trying to do a whole capabilities brief over the phone or over an email. I'm just trying to get the answer to a specific question and then start a dialogue with that person. If you've sent three, four, five, six emails and you're not getting a response, I highly recommend you copy the small business rep or Boo or somebody on there on that email. The simple little thing like that may make them go, oh, they added Janet to that. Let me make sure I respond to that. And they respond to your question really quickly. That's a simple way to get a response via email. The next one is going to the small business rep or the Boo, introducing yourself and saying, hey, can I do a capabilities brief for you? And by the way, I'm trying to reach these four contracting officers. Could you help facilitate an introduction that way? So that's a really powerful way. And a lot of people skip that step. I don't know why, but a lot of people skip this step like, hey, I'm not going to go to them unless I have a problem. Well, look, you do have a problem. You can't reach the person you're trying to reach and you don't want to take six months to reach them. Go properly introduce yourself, tell them what you're trying to accomplish and see if you can get some help. And by the way, while you're there, they may also say, hey, I know you've been trying to reach Janet and Barbara, but have you thought about calling Mike? Because Mike is in this office. You know what? You probably don't even know Mike exists because he's kind of new here. And they may go down this little rabbit hole with you and introduce you to Mike. And Mike is actually the person that starts buying your services. Go ahead and talk to the small business reps, the Boos, get them on your side and try to create a relationship with that office. The next one is events. When I think about events, I don't think about just conferences, but I also think about webinars. There's a lot of groups that hold webinars all the time, and I'm going to talk about one of those groups here in a minute. The thing that I like about these online events is there's always an opportunity at these online events to do at least a little bit of networking, raise your hand and ask a question or two, and that's really powerful to meet people because you'll show up to an online event and there'll be somebody speaking from the SBA or somebody speaking from the USDA or the army or whatever it is. And it's a person you've never heard of, didn't know existed. Now, you know, they're there. They've also brought their assistant with them and like, Hey, if you've got any questions for our office, be sure and call me, you know, my assistant and myself, reach out to us. We're here to help you. And now you can get out of that webinar and reach out and say, Hey, I was on the webinar. Thank you so much for this. I have one or two real quick questions for you. Can you help me with this? And that's often a great way to meet these contracting officers. It's a great way to meet small business reps and 
another different people. It's a great way to meet project managers and program managers from all different organizations all over the country. So be sure and keep your eye out for all of the online events that you can attend. Then you start looking at your conferences. When you start to break down who buys what you sell, where are they going to be? What conferences are they going to attend? Are they speaking at any of those conferences? Every government conference I have ever gone to, there's at least one, if not dozens, of contracting officers speaking at these events. There's small business reps, Ozdibus. All these people are speaking at these events, and it's a great chance for you to go in person, shake their hand, look them in the eye, and ask them a couple of quick questions and start that relationship with them. The next one on my list kind of ties into the last one is your local PTAC. A lot of PTACs actually sponsor these events online. So the Tennessee PTAC, real big shout out to those folks out there. I love them a lot. We support them a whole lot. They have a ton of online events where they're bringing in government people. They're doing not only just webinar style events, they're doing like mini conferences where it'll be either a half day or a whole day or a multiple day online webinar venue where you can meet all of these government folks. You can hear what their priorities are and learn more about that stuff that kind of goes back into the homework side of things. I highly recommend you connect with these local PTACs to see what events they are hosting as well as who they may know. If you're trying to do business in your state and let's say there's an army base and it's close to that local PTAC, there's a good chance somebody at that PTAC actually knows who you need to talk to and they can actually make a referral for you. It's a real simple thing that you can do and a lot of people just totally forget about this. The next one is LinkedIn. There are millions, millions of government employees and contractors on LinkedIn and yet we all forget about it. Most of us have a LinkedIn profile and we have 200 connections. We log in once a week, maybe once a month and we're not active in that space and that's a challenge. So I have really put an emphasis over the last few years on growing my LinkedIn presence. I've got somewhere around 15,000 connections at the time of doing this podcast here today and I will continue to grow that. All of those connections are extremely valuable. They're all in my network now. When I have a question, a lot of times I'll just post it on LinkedIn and I may get 30 responses. I posted a question the other day and I had over 100 responses to it. And sometimes I post a question and I get two responses. It's a valuable place for you to post something so that let's say you're trying to reach a contracting officer and you can't reach them. Hey, does anybody know the small business rep at here or the contracting officer here? Or I'm trying to reach this person and I haven't been able to reach them. Does anybody know them? That's one way. Another way is actually just connecting with that person because they're likely on LinkedIn and starting a dialogue there. And I don't mean doing the spam thing where this happens all the time, where you make a connection and then 10 seconds after they accept, you send them your capability statement and you know 16 paragraphs about why you've been trying to reach them and all that kind of stuff. Don't do anything like that. When they connect with you, start following their content, what they're posting about, comment on it, like it, share it, that sort of thing. Shoot them a quick message and say, hey, thank you so much for sharing that. I really appreciate it. Hey, by the way, I've been trying to reach you and haven't been able to. Could we connect? That sort of thing. So use the platform for what it's intended, not as just a spam marketing tool. The next tool that I think is really, really important, and I did a whole podcast on this. It's called the On Demand Capability Brief. That was episode 223. You can go watch that on YouTube or you can listen to it on any podcasting app. Episode 223, the On Demand Capability Brief. In that episode, I talk about how you basically take a version of your capability statement and create 
a video version of your capabilities brief. And it's really, really short, maybe eight, 10 minutes at the max. At the end, maybe you ask them a few questions about their agency, but it's built to be a tool in your toolbox to stand out from everybody else. Because I guarantee you, there's probably no one else that's gonna send them a link and say, hey, I made you this short video because I know you're super busy and you can watch this, learn a little bit about us and the questions we have. You can also do that instead of just leaving a voicemail or an email, you could shoot a video and say, hey, I've got this three minute video that I shot for you. And when they open up the video on YouTube or Loom or wherever you put it out there, they watch the video and you say, hey, Barbara, I'm really looking forward to chatting with you. I've tried to reach you a little bit. I know you're super busy. I got these three questions that I want to run by you. They're super, super quick. And I'd really appreciate a phone call or an email, that sort of thing. Or you can just reply to this and that would be awesome. I'm trying to simplify this for time here. Create that on-demand brief that they can watch on their own when they're ready to. It's just another tool in your toolbox. Another one is connecting through organizations. There's a ton of really great organizations out there, whether it's the HubZone Council, whether it's SAME, the Catalyst Group down in Huntsville, there's the National Veterans Groups and different things like that. So VETS, you know, that's a big conference, the AFSIA. There's so many groups out there that I can't even name them all. There's the 8A conference. There's all these conferences and groups that you can join and go to. And if you get to know the leadership around that, these people are huge advocates for you. They are huge advocates for you. And these people will bend over backwards to connect you with small business reps, reps with the SBA, contracting officers they know, teaming partners you should know, times you should know. They will bend over backwards because they know a lot of these people. And most people never leverage these organizations because they don't really go to them or join them. You know, occasionally they'll go to a conference, but they don't dig in deep with it. So my recommendation is if you're part of an organization like 8A, HubZone, National Veterans, Vets, whatever it may be, actually get in deep with them, learn the key players in the organization, organization, the people that sit on their small business committees, things like that, volunteer to be on these committees, get to know the players. And then when you have a question, you'll have a resource you can reach out to. The next one is your teaming partners. If you are struggling to get in with a contracting officer, guess who you should be talking to? You should be talking to people that are already working with that contracting officer. And a lot of times those people turn into your teaming partners. Sometimes we're bringing information to them and sometimes we're going to them to try and get information and get a little bit of a hand. Working with your teaming partners to get information can be really, really helpful because maybe you've worked with them at the Army, maybe it's at Fort Hood or wherever it is, and you've worked together, it's worked really well, and now you're trying to get an Air Force account and you just can't break in and you know they've got some past performance, maybe they can help do the intro to the contracting officer for you. So that's another great way. Another way here is responding to RFIs, sources sought, and even RFPs. Sometimes in order to get on the radar of a contracting officer, you may have to make a strategic decision that, look, I'm going to respond to one of these three things just because I want to get on their radar. That's often a great way in. And look, if it's an RFP and you lose, guess what you're going to ask for? You're going to ask for an informal debrief and you're going to ask to do it over the phone if possible so you can actually get in with that customer. And even saying things like, look, we're not trying to protest this thing. We are just really concerned about doing business with your agency and we want to get better. We want to find out what we did right, what we did wrong, so that we can win the next one. Humble yourself a little bit, do that, and I guarantee you, people will say yes to those conversations and you'll get to 
have the conversation with the contracting officer that you couldn't before. The last one here is going to be way outside the box for some people. It's worked for me in the past. There's a lot of variations to it, but it's a fun one and it's snail mail. So actually sending something in the mail. Think about that. Today, we don't get a lot of stuff through the regular mail. If you send, say, an oversized postcard or like a really nice wedding invitation style card to somebody where it's in the nice envelope with the nice print and stuff like that on it, they're going to open that. They're going to notice that. And it could be something like, hey, I'm inviting you to have a call with me. I'm really trying to get, you know, connect with you. It doesn't have to be harder than that. A really creative one could be that you actually put your capability statement on a poster and mail that to them. There's all kinds of things you can do. And if you're struggling to connect with someone, I recommend not just one piece of snail mail, but multiple pieces followed by follow-up phone calls in between. So if you send an oversized postcard, you know, on Monday, call them on Friday. Then maybe next week, if you still haven't gotten a call back, send out the wedding invitation style card to them with the request to meet, that sort of thing. And then follow that up three or four days after you expect they've got it. And then get the next creative piece out there to them and create a chain, basically, this campaign. And I guarantee you, you will get them at some point to chuckle, to laugh, to go, okay, all right, you win. I'm going to get on the phone with you. But you've got to be creative about it and actually ask them to meet. We've got to move away from just sending stuff and letting people guess. Whatever item you send in the mail needs to have a clear call to action. And that call to action is probably going to be a phone call or an email with you. Likely, it's most likely a phone call. You could just put a link in there to your calendar to say, hey, here's a link to my calendar. Go grab whatever suits you best and make sure there's plenty of times on your calendar. And then they can go do that. That's just something that's less intrusive than getting on the phone and trying to book a call with you or going back through email. It's something really simple. You can also use that one inside of your emails. I love using scheduler apps like that where I can say, look, I know you're super busy. Here's a link to my calendar. You can just go grab a slot, whatever works best for you, or you can recommend another time. These are all really, really great ways to connect with contracting officers. And I'll leave you with this today. Next steps for you. If you've not watched it or listened to it, go check out that podcast episode on the on-demand capability brief, episode 223. I think that one will blow your mind with all the things you can do in that one to help reach contracting officers. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Game Changers for Government Contractors. If you have a suggestion for a topic or a guest, please reach out. We are always looking for new guests, new topics, and things that you want to hear about. Thank you for your support, and we'll see you next episode.